0: Right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Let's Talk About It. Now, this is your your humble host here, Stefan, and I see a, I'm, I'm looking at a story right now online, and the title for this story: Police rushed to R. Kelly's apartment amid fears his girlfriends had carried out a suicide pact. Now, I, I really didn't want to. This is what I'm. This is what I'm gonna be doing from now on. Since I, I, I really feel passionate about this here. About, um, just about about things that I believe are conspiracy theories. Now check this out. Police to R. Kelly's Trump condo amid fears that his his, his girlfriend's had tried to carry out a suicide pact. Now, let me just start out by saying this: I wholeheartedly believe that I strongly, I, I strongly feel that, that that the media is out to get R. Kelly. Now, check, check, check. Just check me out. Listen. To me. Why why they are after him? I don't know. I don't know yet. But if you peek, if you peek the storyline, it's on Yahoo. Like I said, they're saying that the that the police rushed to his 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 Trump condo amid fears that his his girlfriends are trying to commit a suicide pact. Now, why would they do that in the first place? Why why would why would they? You know, first of all, why would his girlfriends try to commit a suicide pact? And secondly, how the hell did the police know about this? I mean, if somebody was gonna commit a suicide, a quote-unquote suicide pact, why would they tell authorities about it? Why would they tell anybody? A suicide pact would probably only be noticed after the suicide, right? Okay, so here it says, I'm gonna gonna just read y'all something important from the article that I found interesting or intriguing to me. It says here, police received a call from an out-of-state anonymous caller stating that people at the location were going to carry out a suicide pact. Now, first of all, let me start right there. Now, they say that an anonymous caller, right? An anonymous caller called to state that people at the location, at this location, were going to carry out a suicide pact. Of course it would be an anonymous caller, right? It would be anonymous, like there's nobody of any relevance, you know, coming from the media. It's ne- it never is, right? It's nothing that you can never prove. It's always just some random some random crap that's just coming from nowhere and, uh, you know, it's so- something that you can never prove and it's just really loose and based on nothing, really loosely based on, on just random bullcrap. So, Let me read y'all the rest of it. Police on the scene conducted a wellness check and it is not a bona fide incident. Now that's the rest of that part right there. Uh, Let me see. Up above, on top of that, it says the anonymous caller, however, did not specify when the alleged suicide would take place. Or give a specific unit number. Now, to me, that sounds like bullshit. Why? Because only would somebody, only would some BS anonymous caller, uh, trying to, trying to make somebody look bad in front of the media, set this whole thing up. And then they, in the story, they say they were not able to give, uh, They were not able to give a specific unit number or a time that the suicide pact would take place. So what? Okay, authorities, first of all, I guess they would take the call. I'm not I'm not going to question the fact that they took the call. But from the caller themselves, this anonymous caller out there who was trying to help and be so helpful. Why would you even like? Why would you even place the call if you didn't know where and when it was going to take place? Like, how did you find out about this? How did the person find out about the? How did the person find out about the suicide pact? And why did they place the call if they didn't have all the facts right? (sighs) It it just makes me upset, man. Like, it it really is something that I get upset about. When when people try to set you know set things up like this and make it look like it's just some some isolated incident so here we go man that's that's my that's how I feel about the uh about the r Kelly that's how I feel about this r Kelly incident that's going on right now. I feel like the whole thing is just a a publicity stunt not not a publicity stunt but just some media bullshit that somebody out there. Somebody has something against R. Kelly and they want to get his face out in the public and ruin him because of his past, which, which, by the way, wasn't even something that was uh, factual back then. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't a fact back then. When you look at it, when you look when you look at that whole uh, him peeing on that on that little girl back in the past. "Quote unquote," you know, supposedly him peeing on a little girl. He didn't. They didn't find any evidence of it. They didn't find any evidence of it. He was he was let off, and he, it was found. He was found not guilty of the charges. So that's why I believe here that somebody has it out for R. Kelly, and this whole thing is just some some type of media, some type of media stunt. Or whatever, just to make R. Kelly look like a bad person. And it's sad, man. It really is. Because this doesn't happen to everybody. And now it's happening to it's happening to R. Kelly when because he really can't save too much right now. Based off of his past, people are going to believe that it's this is true. This type of thing is true. People are just going to run with it until they until they actually find complete facts that it's not true. Which could take who who knows how long it could take before they find out that it's not true. But they're gonna drag his name through the mud the whole time. Trust me, he's gonna be he's gonna be the bad guy for the entire length of this story being out in the public. You know? And it's sad. You know? And this it's the reason why people like him have powerful lawyers too. But um, it's this this thing this 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 type of thing is going on with Michael Jackson as well, based off of his his quote unquote past of of uh, of child molestation and of, uh, you know it's, it's stuff like that him him being a, a child molester and stuff like that. People think that they can run with this whole nether. What is that the, um, the movie that's out about Michael Jackson leaving Netherland or something like that? So it's it's just crazy to me, man. You know, I'm I'm honestly getting I'm getting tired of talking about it right now. It's it's, it's real sad, man. Again, like it's, it's a sad, sad thing that they do this to people. And Michael Jackson is another person that he can't even defend himself because he's not alive right now. All they can do, you know, people can just whoever's gonna come out and defend them can just come out and defend them. But it's it's you know it's just. That documentary that's all. It's is their word against theirs. Another news. Uh, I'm very, uh, um, I'm very, uh, just, I'm saddened to speak about, um, this. This lady, this old lady in Brooklyn, who was repeatedly attacked by some guy on a train, some 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 asshole that just decided to up and beat up some elderly woman riding a train for no reason. He kicked her, kicked her in the face a couple times and then started kicking her, like stomping her in the chest while she was just on a train riding a train. And this happened, supposedly this happened way back on March 10th. So that, that was the date of this reported crime. But <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it just started, you know, the video of it just started started to circulate. So now the question is, for me, where is this asshole? You know, find, find him and, and get him take him into custody. Because what he did was wrong. And then after after the attack, he proceeded to scream, world star that asshole. I mean, he said, no, he said world star that, excuse me. And the whole the whole thing was caught on tape. It was caught on camera by some some guy that was uh riding a train, also. So that's just the world that we live in, folks. Uh you know, people not caring about other people in general. People doing uh, uh, people doing doing things just for just to get attention. It's not right, man. You know, And uh, if you ask me, I I, I feel like I, I feel, I've always kind of felt like, um, especially especially like the last few years, I, I kind of feel like that SEPTA might need police officers. Like, I know uh, in, in Philadelphia, it's already a thing, you know, in my city. It's, you can find cops and stuff like that, uh, patrolling the subways and, you know, different subway cars. But now, I feel like, I kind of feel like Danny's a good thing. <laughs> Everywhere. Like, just maybe, you know, have one. <laughs> I one cop riding every train Enough to deter certain crimes like that from happening. So, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy, uh, uh, you know, just a vicious attack to happen. Eliminate poison from our food, just other sources of energy that are clean. And okay. Clean. We can do that out there. So, now I want to talk about jobs the major difference between a jobs and how, and how a weird it would be if a one day, day really robots actually people replace people in the workforce now so that hear me out the hear me out here the people are really secondary if the products that are if, if robots out are somehow established were established able to replace people in the workforce that would be a great idea like think economy, about it, it won't be you hard. would never have to work again the is really and large, close to uh and with all our technology, you would you would basically, basically everything you get now that you have to work for, spend eight hours of your day to, to, to earn, it would be free because robots will be able to do everything. They'll be able to do our math. They'll be able to do our accounting, you know, uh, you know, we'd probably be able to have them we can bag our own groceries at the market so we can scratch that off the list but you know everything important that they that that people really spend time doing like uh production and warehouses and stuff like that you know it'll be like uh jams and things like that package jams every once in a while but i think that i really believe that uh biomass and even nuclear if, if, if they had to, if they really had to, robots could replace people in in the majority of the workforce and in the world, you know, so we find a seemingly endless stream. With that being said, it would it wouldn't be a smooth transition by any means i don't I don't believe it'd be a, a smooth transition because of the fact that if you had say there is a one million jobs out there in the world today right then you would it would say say they they make a hundred thousand robots then a hundred thousand robots would take over a hundred thousand jobs that means that a hundred thousand people would be out of jobs which means those 100,000 people would then have to change they would they would be in trouble basically because they would have to find a new a new uh you know a new way of living they would have to they would have to find some way during that time period before the whole transition was done to, to to make a living to to have money and put food on the table and stuff like that so you know, while, while, they are have, while they are talking about this crazy now and, and while it is happening, robots that are taking over the, the workforce and, you know, getting getting put into the world, it's not gonna be a smooth transition. Nope, not at all, because again, like I said, for, as, for however many robots take however many jobs, there's gonna be people out of work. Remember that, there's gonna be people out of work people that need jobs and, and, you know, that are going to have to still feed their families. And that that could be chaos, you know? That's the only part of it. That's the only downfall that I see. What about those few people that are still going to need jobs while this whole thing is taking place? This means 50%. Like I said, I believe that it could happen. I'm not a believer in it per se. It's just that I feel, I feel like Waves, if solar, if they if it did happen it's going no like, to, that to be a big like fallout during the process gas all the happens to be so I was sitting here <clears throat> having a having a little conversation with myself and I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, <laughs> I know that might sound kind of weird, but you know whatever i'm just I'm having a conversation a little a little conversation like you know talking to myself and I'm just thinking like what what's what's really worth it nowadays, you know like um like if I was gonna do a, do some going to school and 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 trying to get a degree and things like that. Would that be more worth it than me working for working, you know, a full time job, working two or three jobs just to survive? Would that be would going back to school basically be worth the investment as opposed to working, you know, two or three jobs just to get by nowadays? What's what's more? What is a more doable life for people? What do people What would people rather do? I feel like honestly and I'm not encouraging anybody to do this at all, but I feel like I feel like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna be if you're that, that person that just is, is in the situation, let's say you're like the guy that's like like me, who's like overqualified for most positions, but even so you still don't even get those positions. Then it's like, okay, I might as well split the difference, right? You might as well like even it out a little bit, and either go to school and try to get a degree, you know, or get a get a trade, learn a trade or something like that. Because then you're, you know, it's not it's not like you're overqualified anymore. You're not overqualified, you know, and having a having to work shitty jobs, having to work two or three. Shitty jobs just to get by in life, you know. You're not overqualified and working shitty jobs. It it, it changes to when it changes to now. Okay, maybe you're you're just qualified, you know? you know. what I'm saying like you're just qualified and you're you're working a job that maybe you gotta learn a little something on the job, you know. Maybe you gotta you know have a couple of coworkers teach you a few things and you know stick by some people for a little while. But eventually you get the job, you know, you, you understand it. you got it down pat and you start to and you can feed your family. You know, it's not like you're working four or five, six, seven jobs a day and, you know, you still can't get by or you still unhappy and all this other stuff. Or it's not what you want because you're you're, you know, like I said, you're overqualified and working with a bunch of, you know, idiots, people that you don't see as people that you don't see eye to eye with or people that you don't, you know, see as your equal. I feel like I feel like if if you if you're in that position then uh I feel like if if you are in that position you should take the middle route the middle road you know because to me that's taking the low road that's taking the lowest possible way out you know and if you take the if you take the middle route like i said with getting getting a degree or even a trade. And then you 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 know, you step up a little bit, you step it up a little bit to the point where you're like, okay, now you went from working two two warehouse jobs, you know, taking up what 16 hours of your day, 18 hours, 20 hours every day, because you gotta travel to work, right? You gotta travel to work and do all this other stuff. Who knows where you're gonna be working at? Travel to work and maybe overtime and this and that just to get a you know a job that doesn't pay as much. And like I said, as you're working with people that you don't feel equal to, you feel like, okay, like maybe, maybe I can do a little bit better than this. You don't want to go your whole life feeling that way. So if you do, you know, like I said, if you do take the middle route and you, you decide to even it up a little bit by getting a trade or something like that, maybe you end up getting a job that you actually like, you know, a job that you like, waking up to every day, a job that's productive, a job that'll be around for a while. Um, and just, you know, liking your job. I mean, there's nothing wrong with liking your job. And you also get the money. You also have money, spare money, um, in, in case you want to, you know, give, help somebody out, man. Give somebody some something on the side in your family, you know. People got families that they want to look out for, too so you know working working you know uh working warehouse jobs or whatever it's not always good so um basically uh you know i was just sitting there going over that in my mind and it was like you know what what would people rather do nowadays? because i know it's a lot of people in that situation and to me it seems like that's the best route, you know, get yourself a trade, whether it's in whatever, because those people usually have some kind of skills and something else that they usually just, just don't utilize. So that's, that's it. That's all.